The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Well, you want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Not only did you have a little bit of all that in week 10, but you had all of it in one game. One game. I mean, you want to talk about the good, you get the Giants, they're bouncing back, bad record, playing solid though. Solid against the spread. You had the Bucks. Coming back from their blowout a week ago to go victorious on the road versus the Panthers. The Finns, Tua, victorious. And the Rams, you get good golf, and then you get a big win versus the Seahawks. You get the bad, you get the Titans, the Seahawks, two teams middling with their problems primarily on defense. Neither can play him. Play him. Play it. Can't play D, goddammit. Titans, obviously, that's going to be the Vrabel topic of conversation from now until the end of the season. And the Seahawks, you know, blame injuries here and there, but look, they haven't played defense all year. Broncos, also bad. They've been bad all year, but they had that Decent defense for a while that had been keeping their heads above water. And now that whole team is just falling apart. And then the Ravens. I mean, granted, you have uh, you had some weather to deal with there. But I, people have been bashing the Ravens all year. And if you watch them, you can understand why. Offense is not the same. Lamar Jackson doesn't look great this year, especially compared to last year. And... They lost fair and square. Both teams had to play in that shit whole weather on Sunday night. And the Ravens ended up going home with the loss. And then you had the ugly, which definitely starts off with that Pats-Raven weather. I mean, holy Jesus. When was the last time you remember seeing a game played in that kind of weather? It's been a while. I I was trying to think about it. I, I can't remember. I mean, that was a monsoon. It's like playing in a hurricane. It was really crazy. Uh, yeah, in- injuries yet again. Breeze, Stafford, Bridgewater, uh, Whitworth, Rapp, Traquan Smith, Zeitler, Devontae Harris, all out with something. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing other people. The Browns-Texans score. I mean, come on, 17 points? That was the under of the year. Of the year. 17 points in professional football game. 49ers, uh, you know, what are you going to say about them? I, they're insanely banged up. It's not even close to the team that played the Super Bowl last year. But still, you got to play with what you got. And right now, not playing well. And like I said, you had the good, bad, and the ugly in all of those teams, games, situations, and then you had them all in one game. The Cards-Bills game. Oh, jeez. 
What a fantastic ending. What bad coverage for a Hail Mary. And what an ugly way to screw up the line by kneeling for it instead of kicking that field goal. Kicking the extra point, that is. Because if anybody else, like me, had it at two, that was brutal. No, sorry, I had it two and a half. So that was just a kick in the nuts. I actually can't believe what I just saw. Me either. (laughs) Me either. It was like, oh my God, they scored it. They're going to kick the extra point. They're going to win. And oh God, why? (laughs) Why did you do that? And then obviously you go back and and, and you look and you're like, oh, hold on. It's the the two-point rule. Right, so they block the extra point, and then they return it for a touchdown. You know, so just kneel it, and that's uh, that's game over. Well, not return it for a touchdown, return the extra point. You get a defensive uh, two points. So, I get it, I get it in hindsight, but I mean, at the time, I mean, all I kept thinking to myself was, "Are you fucking retarded? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that?" And then I was like, "No, stop. Think they're not that dumb. They're not that dumb. Oh, that's right. It's the two points." So there you go, there you go, guys. Week ten, the good, the bad, and the ugly, multiple ways across the board, and in one game. Ugh, brutal. I had, I had them too, and I liked, I liked the Dolphins, and I didn't go with the Dolphins. Of course, I, the one team that I put all of this has been the story of my year is I keep picking the team that has the close game and they don't pull it out. And then there's always like this second game that I was going to throw in these teasers and parlays. Last week it was the Dolphins. And I just said, no, nah, you know, that game, Herbert might make it close. I, I really don't think that the Bills are going to be good on the road there. Or I think that the Cardinals are going to pull it out in the end. Well, they pulled it out in the end, all right. They pulled it out in the end, all right. <laughs> all right, enough. Let's go. Uh, let's do a recap of last week. What do you say? First down. First down. Yeah. All right, so, victorious last week were the favorites. They covered eight of the games, and they were eight and five total. The Dogs won outright in two of those five wins. Anybody want to take a stab at who they were? It was the Giants-Pats. Yeah, so a visit of the Super Bowls of years past, as the Giants and Pats were the victorious teams as dogs. Big movement from the open was 1-0. There was only one game identified. You know, we do our we do the show, gambling show, on Thursdays, so all of this is predicated on the Thursday lines. Big movement on the open was 1-0 at that point. Saints were the only team that was getting a bunch of money thrown on them and then won outright. So the unders were victorious last week. They were 9-4, obviously, the under of the year. Browns-Texans, 17 points. Are you kidding me? All right, let's go to the teasers, shall we? Favorites this week were 11-3. The Dogs were 10-4. So combined total on the lines, 21-7. There were three games that were locks throughout. And I'll give you those after I do the over-unders. Over-unders teased. Overs, 9-4. and four. Unders, 13-1. and one. There it was, folks. Guys, 13-1. and one. For a total, 22-5. and five. And the three games I was mentioning that hit all four, 
So teased favorites, dogs, teased overs, unders were the Lions and Washington, Finch Chargers, Cards Bills. You teased anything in those three games, you hit every which way. Teams with a halftime lead, 11-2. The two teams that ended up losing their halftime leads, it was the Bills and the Titans. Uh, I had the Titans too, so go figure. I think this year should just be take Rich's bets and do the opposite. And then you'll lock it right up. I'm not going to sit here and pound my chest. One of these professional gamblers, oh, I'm knocking it out of the park. Pay. Um, I am not. I am not. It's been just a flat out all year long. Uh, teams coming off the bye this week. The home buys were 2-0. and You had the Rams victorious, and you had the Browns victorious. The road teams, complete opposite. So teams that had a road buy were 0-2. One were the Eagles, and the other were the Bengals. Road teams that had a lot of money put on them. Now, these teams have hit about 62%, I think, over the year. Not so good this year, this week. This week, 0-2. Two losers, Eagles, Seahawks. Those teams had a lot of money going on their way. I stayed away from the Seahawks, though. I liked the Rams. So I had a, a an okay read on that, but did you bet on it, Rich? No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I decided to go with the Cardinals. And obviously the notable games, I mean, look, that the ending of that Cards-Bills game was great in so many different ways. So much fun to watch. I was actually on the phone with my dad. He had, he had it bet, and he had it at, uh, I forget, he had it lower. I think he had it at 2 or no, he had the money line. That's right. He had a money line, a six or seven team parlay money line, and he needed that Hail Mary. I had the points. Did not work out, but it was fun to watch nonetheless. And the other one was that uh, Browns-Texans. Not only was it the under of the decade, but it also was the heartbreak of the day, if not for that Cards-Bills game, in the sense that Chubb decides, you know, I'm just going to run out of bounds because that's what I should do. And all the Browns betters across the nation were like, No! What are you doing, you asshole? Uh, Just like uh, I saw in the Cards-Bills games, those Browns betters. I actually can't believe what I just saw. uh, But they did. Chubb ran out of bounds, and that cost them that cover. So there you go. There's a recap of the bets for last week. Details of uh, what me and my brother do and the Sharps. And the tickets and the money. I'll do all of that in more detail on Thursday. But that is the abbreviated version that we'll do right now. And so without further ado, I think we should choose some lines and see how we do for week 11. And I think we're going to open it up. We'll do it the same way we did it last week. We will start with the night games, then go to the ones, and then go to the fours. So let's kick it off with Thursday night. Second down. All right, so we've got the Cardinals flying in to Seattle for a big game here. Cardinals versus the Seahawks. Based on last week, 
I think that this game's going to be close. Uh, now, the Cardinals don't play any defense, neither do the Seahawks. Seahawks offense, obviously, um, is in a little bit of a... Uh, and uh, regret, you know, regressing to the mean, if you will, uh, as they have come back down to earth a little bit. You've seen a couple of games now out of Russell Wilson that have not been uh, the his average game for the year. Uh, they've been very lackluster, and he just hasn't seen himself. Again, I mean, the, the one play of the two games being the Bills and then last week versus the Rams that I still am just scratching my head was that interception in the end zone versus the Bills last week. That still just, uh, I mean, just bothers me. It just was just so not typical of him in the 2020 season. But anyway, so you've gotten a couple of games where Wilson has not played up to par. And then you have the Cardinals, who are really just pulling... I mean, they're, they're nail-biters, these games that they're winning. Um, I, are they overly impressive? Nah, not really. Uh, you know, a lot of this is being done with Kyler Murray being very good on the ground this year. Um, obviously, he has tremendous scrambling skills, and that's turned into a very strong running attack in that regard. And then, obviously, the DeAndre Hopkins addition helps that team out tremendously. Um, so you have a nice little offensive balance there. Is it deep? Uh, I wouldn't say it's really deep. You know, I mean, they're really kind of big hitting. I, th- I think the Seahawks have a more well-rounded offense uh, than the Cardinals do. The Cardinals probably have a little bit more big hitting potential. Obviously, the Seahawks have DK Metcalf, uh, so that evens it out a little bit. Um, but I mean, it's a very even game here, uh, and the defenses. I, you know, probably Seahawks at home here. I don't know how much love they're going to get. So, without further ado, let's throw it up there, and I'm going to go. Seahawks by three. Oh, not good. Seahawks by five and a half points. I think that's a little aggressive. Um, you know, especially for a Cardinal team that can five and a half points. It's not like Seattle. Seattle's lighting up. Um, so obviously, I have a. a little bit of a lean there toward the Cardinals. However, let's take a look and see if that has adjusted. And boom shakalaka. It is currently three points. So opened up at five and a half, has now adjusted back to the line that I thought, which was three points. So Seahawks by three there. It's probably a pretty fair line. I'm not sure which way I'm leaning now. I would have said Cardinals, but that is uh, if that was an advantage, that was some value there. It is now gone. So let's fly out for the Sunday night game. We'll head out to Las Vegas and the Death Star. Shoot the Death Star. The Kansas City Chiefs will be visiting the Raiders. The Chiefs obviously coming off the bye, so this will be a road bye. The Raiders coming off of their victory versus the Broncos, the lowly Broncos. Terrible game there. Um, and Broncos, I, I mean, the Raiders really thumped them. They beat them by 25 points. Uh, 25 points, and they still got the under, which was, uh, you know, 51 when we had talked about it. 49 was the total there. So, you know, once again, the, the Raiders scoring a lot of points, but uh, the Broncos, not so much. Anyway, 
fast forward to this week. We've got the Chiefs coming into town. Chiefs score, you know, pretty much in in, in bunches, although they don't hit a lot of their over and unders. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but I re- if I remember right, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs were toward the bottom of the pack in over and unders. Let me see if I can find that sheet because I, I, I think I'm right there. No, so I was off because the Kansas City Chiefs are four and five against the over under. So um, anyway, they do score points. Raiders can score points. Remember the last game these guys played, Raiders threw up a ton and got the win. Um, obviously, the Raiders are going to be the underdog here. I Vegas has been giving the better teams in games like this a pretty hefty, a pretty hefty spread. So it, I'm going to give it at least a touchdown, and I'm wondering if I should really juice it up. Now, the Chiefs have been favored by a ton of points throughout the season so far. Um, obviously, the last uh, was the last game they played. They had a bye last week. Was it the Jets the week before when they were favored by 18, whatever it was? Um, so I'm going to give them uh, 7, 8, 9, 10. Give them the 10. Give them a, a touchdown and a field goal. Um all right, I think I am. I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to go here, Chiefs by the full 10 points. Touchdown field goal, baby. Oh, not good. Actually, off and off by a bunch. Three and a half is what I'm off by. The actual line is six and a half. So they're giving the Chiefs under, under a f- touchdown here in Las Vegas. I'm not so sure about that one. Uh, take a quick look at the line currently to see if it's adjusted. Six and a half. So it has stayed where it opened at six and a half. I am way off there. Some value on the Chiefs? Eh, you never know. You never know. Uh, all right. So from Las Vegas, let's travel to sunny Florida. Although the people in Florida have said it has not been so sunny as of recently. Past couple of weeks, supposedly really, really gray, cloudy, rainy, not typical Florida weather. But uh, I haven't checked this week to see what's going on, but I'm pulling for everybody uh, down there in Tampa Bay for a nice game. We don't want a repeat of last Sunday night's game where it was an outright Typhoon in the middle of uh, Foxborough Stadium. So the Bucks are going to be hosting the Rams here. A good game. So, I, I mean, so far we've talked Cardinals, Seahawks, Chiefs, Raiders, Rams, Bucks. Those are three good night games. And I, you know, which one is the better one? Cardinals, Seahawks, Rams, Bucks. I think Rams, Bucks on Monday night. But Cardinals, Seahawks is well above average for the Thursday night games. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. Rams, Bucks. Um, Bucks here coming off their victory. They're going to be the home favorite, not by much. The Rams really depends on which Goff you get, whether you get the good Goff or the bad Goff. Last week they got the good Goff plus the defense, which is pretty solid, and they got that victory versus Seattle. The Buccaneers, on the other hand, they also have a solid defense. 
Um, offense, I don't know. I don't know. It looks great. You have a couple of bad games there in the mix, and you're not quite sure which one is which. Um, so it might be a wait-and-see kind of approach, although that Saints game really, uh, that just got out of control really quick. I don't know if you can really look at the offense and blame that it, that game was really an outlier uh, compared to the rest of the season. So, Tampa Bay favorite here. Uh, it's going to be a close game. Do the typical home field three points. Let's do the home field three points. Ah, all right. Close. Close enough. Close enough, I'll give myself a, a, a little pat on the back and, and uh, clap there. Three and a half was the actual line, so off by half of a point. Uh, and the current line is still uh, three, so I'm right on the money. So a little adjustment down. Uh, I had the I had the Rams getting a little bit more than the opening line, and it is now adjusted. So three is what it is, Rams underdogs in Tampa Bay. So let's take it now to the 1 o'clock games. Third down. So the 1 o'clock games will start off with the Eagles from Philadelphia traveling to Cleveland to face off against the Brownies. Um, the Brownies coming off of the bye. They had a little COVID scare earlier which has since been cleared. I believe they opened up their facilities yesterday. The Eagles coming off of that really rough loss versus the Giants. Although, is it really rough? It makes the NFC East that much more enjoyable because it'll be a tight race. So I guess for a whole bunch of shitbox two and seven, three and five teams, it'll add some kind of drama to that uh, in terms of a division and the playoffs. So the Eagles will be a dog, I imagine. I I can't really think of how they would be favored at this point on the road since they really have not had any outstanding efforts and they just lost versus the Giants. So even though the Browns um, make so good, they do have a good defense. And they've come through in a couple of games. Oh, I'm sorry. They didn't have a bye last week. What was I talking about? They had a Texans game. Stupid me. So, uh, let's give the Browns a three-point. Let's give them a three-point line. Browns by three. All right. I'll take it. Three and a half. So, off by half a point there. Uh, Vegas favored... The Browns a little bit more than I did. However, if you look, the line has adjusted back to three. So it is at where I guessed it. So Browns by three currently in that one. Next one will be the Washington football team. The Washington Red... No, don't do that. The Washington football team against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals getting thumped by Pittsburgh last week. So, you know, the the question here is going to be Burrow. Now, they didn't get thumped last week. You know, two, two, three weeks ago, I think the Bengals would have been favored here. However, now they're going to go with Washington. Washington's got a really tough defense. They're, I think they were number one DVOA against the pass, at least last week. I don't know how it's adjusted this week. Landon Collins out, I thought was going to bring that down a little bit, but they seem to have been 
performing okay in his absence. Um, Alex Smith steps up. He has performed well in his first outing. Um, good stats, at least. Uh, I, I've seen bits and pieces of the game. I haven't watched it front to back again. Um, it is the Lions, Washington, right? Why, why would you spend time watching that game a second time? But in regard to the line here, I think that I'm going to give Washington the hometown lean, and I'll do it by the very boring home field three points. Not so much. Not so much. Actually, I was off by a solid point. They're going Washington by two. So they are giving the Bengals a little bit of respect here. Uh, more so than me, that is. Uh, and I would imagine because the Bengals have the offense that they do. Uh, several weapons. I think Joe Mixon's going to be out. But Burrow does keep their team in these games. So they made them the two-point favorite. And currently, it is one and a half. So the money has been coming in on the Bengals already. So this is now moving far away from what I originally thought, which would have been Washington minus three. It is currently Washington by one and a half. So the next out will be the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are definitely coming off a bye. So I won't fuck this one up like I did with the with the Browns. The Falcons definitely have a bye last week. They're going to be on a road. So you got a road bye here in New Orleans against the Aints. Uh, at least it could be the Aints this week because they will be without the man at the helm, Drew Brees. Uh, he will be on the sideline, punctured lung, 8 million broken ribs, the guy's just banged up. He's just banged up. So he is not going to be playing. There seems like they're going to be going with Jameis Winston. Um, I, you know, the Falcons, should they be the favorite on the road versus the Saints? Probably not. And I'm probably going to whiff on this. But I kind of like the Falcons here as a road favorite. So making the Saints a home dog is probably a... Uh, not a great move. The Saints' defense is good, and Kamara is having a fantastic season. And because Breeze really doesn't stretch the field, maybe one week of practice for Jameis plus the defense and Kamara would be easily enough to get them the favorite here. I'm going to go... <sighs> do I really? Am I really going to do this? All right, I'm going to make the Falcons a... I'm going to make the Falcons a three-point... Three-point favorite Falcons. Oh, no. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. Um, that was a whiff rooney So the actual line is Saints by four and a half. And currently, it's actually Saints five. So I was off by, I mean, almost six and a half, almost seven points in that one. That was... So... Is that a game I want to go with the Falcons? I don't know. It is the Falcons on the road versus the Saints. Um, man, I really I whiffed on that one. And last week I was five and six with the games, so uh, it was a it was under five hundred for teams that I thought would go one way. It didn't. Not so much here. Might be the same thing. So right now, Saints favored by five. Richie with a whifferoonie. The next game, Pats-Texans. This game to be played in Houston. 
Pat's going to be the favorite here. Texans stink. Um, although, no. What am I doing? It's the Texans at home. How can you make the Pats a road favorite? Well, because the Texans' defense is really terrible. The Pats' defense has played okay in spots, but not on the whole for the year. Like last week, they were good. I think on the year, they're, they're in the 20s DVOA on defense. And the offense, obviously, uh, has been just a, a complete shit show, varying week to week. First three weeks, everybody thought it was going one way, and Cam gets COVID, and then all of a sudden it goes the other. So um, I'm going to make the Pats a favorite. I'm going to be wrong here. But I am going to make the Pats a field goal favorite, two-point favorite. Let's go field goal favorite, Pats. Pats by three in Houston. So the this one is Texans by three. Um, so I was way off on that one um, for the opening line. But there is a silver lining to the cloud that was my Pats pick because it is currently Pats by two. So this line has adjusted from the open of Texans by three to currently Pats by two. So not uh, not bad. Not bad. I'll take it. All right. Uh, that was a nice recovery there. So let's uh, get on the plane, fly out to Jacksonville, where the Steelers will be facing off against the Jaguars. I'm not going to invest too much time into this game. Steelers, great defense. Offense is pretty stellar. They're undefeated. The Jaguars stink. They play good in spots. They had a, a terrible string in the middle of the, of the season to date where everything went downhill. Uh, Jake Luton went in there. All of a sudden, they played two decent games. They were actually up last week versus Green Bay. I'm still giving the Steelers a full two-score 10-point line here. There you go, baby. Steelers by 10. Can't get more right than that. So next up will be the Panthers hosting the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions here, Panthers, I'm not sure about Bridgewater here. So this is going to be a tough one. So if Bridgewater is in, I even without McCaffrey, I would make the Panthers a three-point win. I don't know if they are a three-point uh, favorite. I don't know if they're accounting for Bridgewater being in or out. I am going to say P.J. Walker is at the helm for Carolina and the Lions. Um, even with Stafford, who's got a banged-up thumb, he said he was going to play. Uh, they might get Galladay back for this one. Uh, what do we do here? Um, all right, Bridgewater is in. It's at Panthers by three. I'm saying Bridgewater is out, so I am going to give the Lions a three-point road line. And it's Panthers by one. So Panthers by one was the line. I thought it would be Lions by three. Um, another wrong selection by Etmois. Right now, the line is actually two and a half. So this line has 
uh, even went farther in the direction of the Panthers. So it opened at one, and it is really moving away from Richie's pick of Lions by three. So the next game will be Tennessee, the Titans. They will be traveling out to Baltimore, playing the Ravens. Ravens here coming off of the Typhoon loss. Um, I'm going to make the Ravens a favorite here by favorite here by four and a half. Favorite here by four and a half. Yep. I'm going to give them the three and uh, no line. No line. So let's do a quick look. See, see, I'm thinking the Ravens. Uh, being favored at home. The Titans have no defense to speak of. The Ravens do have a defense. So will the Ravens' defense be able to hold the Titans' offense in check? And then will they be able to control the game on the ground? And even with lacking of the passing offense that the Ravens do, will they be able to net the win? Yes. Will they be given a three-point favorite uh, line? Sure. Uh, will it be more than that? I think a little more. So I went with four and a half. There was no opening line. So now I just want to vamp until I can find out if there is a line. And there still is zero line. Uh, I guess some places are making... There's a line at one sports house. SH, I think that might be Sugar House, is six and a half. So I went four and a half, and it's six and a half uh, at at least one book. So uh, I was on the right side, just not extreme enough. And that'll bring us to our last one o'clock game. Jets facing off against the Chargers. Jets coming off the bye. The Browns didn't have a bye last week, asshole. Uh, I got I got you. The Jets, however, did have a bye. They'll be coming off that bye, and I believe that it will still be the great um, Joe Flacco at the helm versus for the Jets. Chargers are going to be the favorite as a result. They would have been the favorite anyway. The Chargers at home here are going to get a lot of love. Uh, they've been getting a lot of love for good reason. They've been scoring a lot of points. So... Let's make the Chargers a full touchdown plus here. Not going to go up to 10. That's too much. I'm going to go 8 and a half. Oh, man. It was a full 10. They gave them a full 10. So um, I was right. Again, I just didn't like the Chargers enough to give them what Vegas did. But the line adjusted. It is eight and a half. All right. So, eight and a half is the Charger line. Currently, was 10. People don't like the full two scores there for the Chargers. So, that will do it for the one o'clock games. And, unfortunately, we only have three games left to talk about. And those will be our 4 o'clock games. Fourth down. So, I, I don't know why the NFL has not been able to identify how awesome last week was and change the schedule around to give us a little bit more 4 o'clock love because, man, was that enjoyable to have I, five games, five or six games last, I think it was six, in the 4 o'clock hour because it's it just 
great when you can have the same volume of games in each. Here we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games at one, and three games at four. Like, who cares? And one of these games is the Cowboys-Vikings, which is, who gives a shit? I mean, the Dolphins-Broncos, you can at least see Tua, and Packers-Colts is an okay game. So let's start out with uh, the shitbox game, and that's going to be in Minnesota, where the Vikings are going to be facing off against the Cowboys. Cowboys uh, coming off the bye, road by here, uh, Vikings, obviously, are going to be the favorite. I don't know if they're going to be the favorite by a lot, though. Cowboys, I don't know if Dalton is coming back this week. He may be. They have a lot of offensive firepower. Their defense doesn't really stop shit. But they've gotten uh, Van Der Esch back. Um, I think Sean Lee is back. So their defense might be able to tighten up here, especially with the week by. So they have two weeks to get their act together here. Vikings have really been doing it through Dalvin Cook. Uh, you know, honestly, Kirk Cousins still does not look good. So I'm going to give the Vikings a, a little bit more than a field goal here. Should I give them the four or the three and a half? Let's go three and a half. Oh, ugly, ugly, ugly. They're giving the Vikings a nine and a half point line here. There's no way that that's staying at 9.5. There's no way. Because the Vikings do not warrant an almost a 10-point line there. You're, you're going to do Chargers over the Jets at 10 points. But you're going to do the Vikings over the Cowboys at 9.5 points? I, I, the Cowboys have more offensive firepower than the Jets. And the Chargers have more offensive firepower than the Vikings, especially through the air. I, I, I'm not buying this line, but if we look at the current line, it's 7.5. So it's come down. It's still more than a touchdown. Don't like that line at all. I still think it should be lower, um, but it's already got bid down to two points, and we'll see what happens by the time we actually get to 4 o'clock on Sunday. So now over to Denver, where the Broncos will be licking their wounds from last week after getting destroyed by the Raiders. Uh, and this time, and now Drew Locke is all kind of banged up, and they'll be going up against the Dolphins, who have put together a really solid year. The defense is really what should be talked about because that defense is pretty spot on. They have slowly bettered themselves throughout the year to the point that they're playing really good football on that side of the ball. The offense, obviously, we've got a change at the helm. Now Tua is there. He had a really terrible first game, good second game, um, which, I mean, surprised me, but he did it. And so now we've got him going on the road versus Denver. And Denver's defense, which was solid, but the offense really has kind of let down the defensive side of the ball. Uh, complementary sides of the football, if you will. And they have not been getting any. So I'm going to go Dolphins here on the road. Favorite. Um, I'm not going to go too heavy. Because I think it's not like two is lighting it up. And they have no ground game to speak of. So this is just going to be solid Patriot South gameplay. Dolphins by three. Aha! Yeah, baby! 
three points it is. And if you look at the current line, it's three and a half. So it's actually went a little bit more in favor of the Dolphins. But right on the money there, Dolphins currently at three and a half. Like that line. Like that line. Obviously, Denver has screwed over people here and there. But, you know, when teams start going south, rarely do they all of a sudden turn it around and come back the other way. Especially in a, in a year like this, I, I just can't see it. So I kind of like the Dolphins there at that three points. And so the final game we will talk about will be the Packers at the Colts. So the Packers at the Colts. Indianapolis, I mean, they got a good defense. I'm not going to give them any credit on offense. I can't do it. I Rivers has looked so bad all year. He basically has looked kind of like Breeze, if not worse. He He's not mobile. He can't throw the ball downfield. He dinks and dunks constantly. Last week, obviously, I don't know what happened in that second half there, but Titans basically packed it up at halftime and made the Colts look good. You know, you had to block punt and the rest all, all there. But um, the Colts, I'm not feeling, I mean, I don't even want to make them the favorite here. But the problem with Green Bay is, A, they're on the road, and B, their defense has not played well all year. And if you have been reading any of the you know, the articles, betting articles, there's been a couple of good data analytic articles, tweets, uh, you know, posts that really the Packers have benefited from playing against teams that have had middling to bad secondaries or secondaries that have injuries either prior to or intra-game that have helped them along. I know, um, I think Stucky from the uh, Action Network podcast, the Action Betting podcast. I forget the name of it. But anyway, the guy Stucky, he was talking about that several weeks back and it was versus uh, he was dead on the money the week that he was talking about it. But anyway, um, oh, it was uh, versus Vikings. So, even though that Vikings game was all about uh, Cook. Um, but, so the belief, you know, how that would apply here, you would say, well, the Packers going into the Colts, going into Indianapolis playing the Colts, who have a good secondary so maybe they don't get the cherry picked the way that they have you know, like versus the 49ers uh, on the Thursday night game. So I I I would like to make the Packers a three-point favorite here, but I think that would be on the wrong side of it. So I'm going to go Colts, and I am going to go Colts by two. Not the full three, just two. Oh, two and a half. All right. Not bad. Two and a half. So you got the Colts there uh, favored by two and a half, and that is where it has stayed. So currently the Colts are still favored in that one at two and a half. I like the Packers. And, I, you know, again, that means the Packers are just going to lose. That, that That's the way it is. That's the way that my season has been. As soon as I see something, I go, oh, you know, that, there's the game right there. Uh, you know, that would be a loss. I, I mean, this one, like the Falcons, I, I really outweighed that that line the uh pats i had outweighed but that had course corrected um the chiefs i i had completely overshot them 
And now we got the Packers, who I would like to make it. I was right because I went with Indianapolis, but I like the Packers, which means they're going to lose. Everybody stay away from the Packers. I'm giving you a heads up right now. All right? So uh, that said, we've got a good Thursday night football game coming up. It is going to be the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and that is going to start off week 11 here of the NFL season. Week 11. Guys, we, we got, you know, 11... 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. We've got seven weeks, possibly eight. Let's go, COVID. Give us another week. Oh, wow. I shouldn't say that. Should I? That's pretty fucked up. All right. So, anyway, so be it. Good Thursday night game. Cardinal Seattle. Got the gambling show coming up Thursday. Hopefully, if not Thursday, then probably Saturday. Until then, enjoy Audi 5000.